Greetings, heroes and Force users of all ages. Welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Melissa Simmons, and I'm joined today by my two pals, Dino Nicandros. Hello. And Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And today, just as we promised you all 18 years ago, we are talking about Dune, written by John Spates, Denis Villeneuve, Eric Roth, based on the novel by Frank Herbert, directed by Denis Villeneuve, and by God, we're Dune fans. Who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Tangentino, talking nerds out, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Oh my gosh. Eighty-four years. <laughs> it really has since we first oh. talked about. This came Dude. out what at the at the end of October. Yep, <laughs> sure did. It's been a I busy. It? It's been a busy <laughs> busy season for us. It's been a busy season. It's been a busy. But the good news is that Dune is always relevant, regardless. The yeah, time. you know, I will take most of the blame for us being so late on Dune because I needed to finish reading the book before Nerd. seeing the movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what a both, nerd! I didn't do that. You both saw. I'm already. I'm halfway through the second book. Dang! Um, so you liked it? I did. I did. The book and, and the film. The book and the film. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about it finally. Here we yeah, are. Yeah, me too. Finally. Now I'm curious. Um, between the three of us, um, have you all seen, uh, both the the '80s or sorry, late '70s version? Wait. Yeah, it was, it? Yeah, yeah, it was sorry, it, it was 80s. Yeah, it was 85. 80... It was 84. I want to say 85. That sounds right. 84 or 85. Yeah. Have we all seen that version as well? Yes. yes. Okay, great. Yes, because I have several things that I want to talk about in that one as well. Um, just like, yeah, comparing and contrasting. But um, Indeed. Uh, but generally, I liked it. <laughs> it was beautiful. To oh watch. I mean, God. just like oh. a visually, uh, I felt like my eyeballs had. Uh, yeah, it just was like I don't, yeah. I don't even know where not to look because everything a sandy is beautiful. board <laughs> <laughs> of film. Um, did delicious. You, yes, delicious sandy charcuterie. Did you um uh did you see it? Um, on HBO Max, or did you see it on the films, or did you, uh, did you, if you did see it in the films, did you see it in IMAX? Yes, IMAX. IMAX. At a girl on, on the biggest on the biggest screen I've ever watched a movie. If you've ever, if you, yes. if you're listening and you live in the New York area, the Lincoln Square AMC mm-hmm. has that's the a, largest IMAX I've ever. That's the great. That's the best. That's my favorite movie theater in New York. That was where okay. I that's frequented the movies the place, when though. I lived there. Yep. So check this out. I 
this this film, I mean, before we actually get into the meat of the film and the whatever, but like there was a lot of things I didn't know about IMAX apparently. Well, at least one thing in particular that um, I had to do some research mm-hmm. um, and because I saw like a tweet and I was just like, wait, what? Huh? Huh? The whole time? <laughs> apparently there are several um, or at least two different aspect ratios um, oh, really? within the IMAX universe even. Oh. Yeah. So there, um, there is like normal IMAX and then there's like the big IMAX. I don't remember what they call it, but it's like, um, yeah. And there's only a, like a really literally only a handful of, uh, theaters across America that actually have that aspect ratio. Were you on the giant? Did you watch the giant one? Do you know? Yeah, it was the giant one. And I believe one of the other theaters is at, uh, universal, Studios mm, in exactly L A. Right. Yes, that's yeah. That in from what I understand, that's the only one within like you know a giant radius yeah. of where I live. I think the next one is in like San Francisco. Oh wow, there might be yeah. one in San Diego, but I I'm pretty sure that's the only of the the giant ones. Well, so I yeah, unfortunately that, didn't see the giant version. You but just I saw, saw this, the the secondary silly giant. stupid small IMAX. Idiot. Well, I small then I saw twenty three percent more movie than mm, you did. You so, did. Uh, oh my gosh, you're twenty three percent better than us. But I will um, say, like, man, because, like, you know, when it goes from those, because, you know, the, uh, obviously the, the film wasn't completely filmed in IMAX because mm-hmm. that would have been real. I mean, it was already expensive enough. That but, would take them forever and cost them so much. Yeah. Yes. And also, yes. you know, for those smaller scenes when they're just, like, talking with people, like, it's so unnecessary. But, like, when it really went into full IMAX, it was actually breathtaking. Like, I. Yes audibly gasped numerous times just because it was just so artful. Yeah, this and... has been the first film for me, and I know this is saying a lot because we, you know, love Star Wars and Marvel, but this has been the first film for me, I think since Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. where I felt just so, like, sort of like, it was really breathtaking, to me, and, mm-hmm. like, the- and, and sort of like, like, uh, um, in the same way of like Lord of the Rings, where you feel like you've been like truly transported, transported. And, and, yes. and you're like, ooh, I, 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 like, it's a, like a, a universe that I would really want to explore. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, as like, you know, unforgiving and terrifying it is. Like, I would like be so into just like the culture, the, um. The technology, mm-hmm. or the, sometimes the lack thereof, technology. Um, I, I, because you know, like you know, instead of using guns, they're using like swords and like. I mean, of course, they do have like some like pew pews, but most of the time, it's yeah, it, it, it's yeah, the close close combat stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all just so so cool, so interesting, and well, and and you think- can definitely see where uh, where the inspiration came from Tolkien and then how it passed the inspiration on to George George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all, it it all, and then even whether it's uh, intentional or not, even Game of Thrones and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, it's pretty, uh, it, it was pretty wild reading the book, um, because it was written in 1965 and, Just this sort yeah, of nobody remembers 1965. <laughs> certainly not us, but um, Vietnam. <laughs> but uh, the how how advanced it was in the realms of sci-fi 
just even like imagination of sci-fi yeah. like it's yes. wild to me because you think about like as i was reading it i was like wait i kept having to remind myself like star wars hadn't happened yet right like there was no, there were no you know real huge franchises there were no huge movies that yeah. were in this style so to have all of those things becoming out of one human being's brain is wild Pretty cool yeah yep. yeah because it's like a it's it's you know it's got its own um glossary of terms and words mm-hmm. that that don't exist in our world um and then interestingly enough a great many that do yeah we'll, we, i'm sure we'll touch on this in our analysis but how this is one of the first mainstream not even just sci-fi just one the first mainstream stories that took a lot of inspiration from the religion of Islam. Yeah, yes, totally. And uh, and Arabic, uh, you know, the, the the use of uh, the, you know from linguistically speaking, Arabic and Hebrew mm-hmm. and Farsi, and uh, how many words, if not direct copies, are derived from those yeah. languages, which is really neat. Yeah, for sure. Um. Let's before we dive into this, uh, you know, full full convo. What were um, you know, what were your impressions of Dune going into this movie? Like you both had seen the nineteen eighty something version. Yes, and let me say, like I'll, I actually, I don't know if I'm. I I, I think there it's it's got a, a a very healthy cult following. Oh yeah, I'm, big time. I'm one of those. Oh, yeah, very much. I'm one of those folks that actually did enjoy the the original film and I I I I like I'm not crazy. I do do understand its flaws sure. and like fundamentally like where where they failed um and in the storytelling and 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 it, truthfully it was and I cuz I mean knowing the context is really important too cuz like I um uh Oh my! And I know that we've talked about this, but we haven't talked about it on. Um, but like, um, um, poor. Oh my God, David. Um, oh my gosh, the original director. I'm going crazy. David Lynch. David Lynch. Thank you. Um, just watching his interviews. The poor guy. He's just so sad about. It. He literally says it. Um, uh, like, it, like almost like his quote being like, "It was the." The worst sadness of my life. Oh. <laughs> he said, he, he said it, and then he'll say stuff like, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> That's not funny at all. Oh, but I, la- I laugh only because it's so, so sad. Yeah. He, oh, poor um, guy. Yeah. Cause he, like, it, and truly, it's like, it's, it's one of those things that, like, He's finally kind of gotten to the point where he can like sort of talk about it now, but it still <laughs> makes him really uncomfortable and sad. Sure. Um, but he, um, he, I, from what I understand, he did not go to see the new Dune and mm. had no like interest in going, um, and what had Fair nothing enough. to do with the production, obviously. Um, but uh, and so many people have been clamoring for him to do a director's cut of the original, and he refuses because he's just like it's just like it would just be like yeah, deep. it would just be like having to pick at scabs for yeah, exactly. Right. And and there's there you know, and who knows? Like I, I at this point, the the original film might not even even 
still exist at this point because it's been so long. But um, long story short, um, too late. He um, he basically made like a four hour film. And mm-hmm. like that was kind of what he set out to do. And he spent a lot of a lot of money. And um, and then the, the producers inevitably and this was obviously lack of communication or whatever it may be or it just a lack of uh, um they did not see eye to eye on on wh- where the final cut should be, and the the producers decided it was going to be a two hour film, and it is very very apparent because like the first hour is like oh my god this is like especially for the time I was yeah, like yeah the technology is so cool they're using puppets they're using like all these giant set pieces and gorgeous costumes and um weird ass shit like just like that makes it so fun to go see um and then like the last hour of the film just feels like <laughs> like as if they yeah. like fast forwarded yep. through the entire book um well like, and like weird, I, th- I just think about that, that. No that's so hard i mean the the first book is 800 pages she's she's that like how do you make a two-hour movie that makes sense that's really challenging that's really challenging yeah and so i think that they and and thank god for that i mean of course you know we're only halfway through now but it does feel like they have learned from their past mistakes in a sense that they they knew that they needed more time to tell the story so in this version we have part we are this is part one of a assumedly two-part series unless they decide to do more of the books but well and i was going to say denis villeneuve said he has his plans drawn up for all of continuing on yeah continuing on and and maybe doing like a it'll be more than three movies but a a a three-story arc yeah yeah and and it does uh, feel like paul's like it, it, it's in the best hands it could possibly be in because um, Denny is like, you know, first and foremost, even before he's a director, he is a Dune fan. Like, yeah, big time. And you big can time. tell like when he just talks about it, like he he the, he even said in an interview and I really appreciated this, that the person that he was the most worried about seeing the film was himself. <laughs> I <laughs> get that. He's, <laughs> well, he's yeah, sure. such a harsh judge of like you know all things dune that he was just like i i i like <laughs> he was going to be judging himself the most harshly i think i mean i guess a lot of people do that with their own work but specifically about dune just because he's so passionate about it yeah as um someone who read the book and finished literally a day before seeing this uh version of of the the film she um, was fresh I was just I was blown away by his ability to get so many details from the book into this film. Yeah. Um that's a really hard thing to do with with an 800 page novel. Like that yeah. is very challenging and to have there really only be a list of uh I'm going to say six or seven things from the film that uh, things from the movie that didn't get put in. Um that's impressive, and they were also very the smart. Cut out felt like relatively, it, it's at least to you. Sort they of were felt necessarily. Yes, was, they were smart edits, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the book, like, no joke. I think the first three hundred pages is exposition. 
Right. Just introducing <laughs> characters. Introducing and, and characters, planets. introducing, yeah, lingo and just basic understanding and world building. There's an emperor, there's um, a this. There's... Yes, all of these sort of political ties as much as you can try to explain an entire political c- civilization in right. a couple hundred pages. Right. Um, so the fact that really, in my opinion, only about the first like half hour, 45 minutes of this film felt expositional was mm. very impressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there was a fair amount of exposition yeah. for sure, but I mean, and, and it, because you have to, that's like, it's yeah, I mean, it would is. be in, it would be insanely confusing if you didn't at <laughs> least take a 45 minute to an hour to, to kind of build this world that we're going to be living in. Um, and there was barely any whisper acting, which was impressive, honestly. <laughs> yes, they, they, they were, uh, there was scant amounts of whisper acting. I appreciated that. <laughs> if you've never seen the original, which you absolutely should, please, please it's go watch it. But, so yeah. much whisper the acting. Spice, spice, Which, never, obviously, never I saw that film first, and so... As I was reading the book, that's all I. That's could, all you. That's all that's I could all, hear. <laughs> all you could hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime the spice is brought up. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was and, and and truthfully, I mean, it like at the time, I'm sure it seemed like a good idea because like it, it's it's the because there is a fair amount I think in the at least from what I understand in the book about like you know you kind of like get um you kind of get into the characters' heads and they kind of, like, sort of yes, tell you, and, like, and how they feel about certain things. And other than, like, the really, like, the battle-type scenes, yeah, most everything is a hushed conversation. So right. I understand <laughs> why that happened. <laughs> so, yeah, it, there is, there, it does make, there is precedent for, for yes, whisper acting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, but I wonder I, if, that, if that's just a, uh, kind of an example of why, for the longest time, this story, because of the perceived, uh, I don't mean failures, but I'll say failures of the other adaptations, is that this story is unfilmable. David Lynch would absolutely agree with you that it was a failure. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> right, but but some as you were saying, Daniel, like it does have a devout following, and I don't want to take yeah. away from yeah, for sure. their reverence for it. Yes. But uh, it's largely this story, and it reminds me of the, the Cimmerillion in that... Uh, mm. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's basically the Tolkien creation story. Oh, you definitely piqued um, my interest. Please, go on. <laughs> but uh, it, in the same vein that the Silmarillion has talked about, it, it's kind of considered unfilmable. Mm. Like there's, sure. it, It's hard to fathom it, these characters, these environments, even the way they speak to each other realistically on screen. And somehow... Because it's like, what like, story do you tell? Because there's so many right, stories right. being yeah. told. And and yet somehow I think this adaptation, as you were saying, uh, Alyssa, talking about the edits, I think this adaptation kind of did it. Yeah, and like it, and you know what? On that point, and I think it was re- like that's like a really good uh, a really good comparison because yeah, Silmarillion just like is if you've never read it, it's just like a series of stories that happen you know in the first and second age and i mean it's the bible it's, it's basically it's, the bible yes the the the, yep. the tolkien bible um and uh in this adaptation the newest dune adaptation um Denis decided to 
uh, and, and in most film, most successful films that like, you know, um, that are an adaptation of a book or whatever, the, the successful ones find whatever story they think, um, is the most important and just like really focus in on that one thing. Right. And then for, for this adaptation, and I think he even said this in his, um, in one of his, uh, interviews is that he was focusing on the relationship between, uh, Mother and son. Yes, which and is a, which is a great which is a great call because yeah. um, it's a great through yeah. plot. We I, it was very very yeah it was you could tell. Yes, um, the hype for this film was so real, and oh I was a little worried going yeah. going into it. To be Me honest, too. I mean, I think. Well, Dino, I, I think Dino, you you, like you texted us like the night of the like Venice Film Festival that there was like a an eight minute standing O. Oh my god! Um, wow. So uh, yeah, like they went nuts for it. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, and I liked the the you know eighties movie. I, I as someone who hadn't read the book at the time, I think I saw it maybe for the first time in high school, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh. I feel like I missed a third of the movie, which which we cer- we certainly did. I, I um, don't know if I understood, I, but it was cool. Something something's happening something? here. And did now it's I raining. Take a nap? I don't know. Did I take a nap in the yeah. middle? And, and now, and now it's <laughs> raining. And that's that's actually that's the not best good. way to describe it. It does feel like by the end of it, like you you you, you accidentally dozed of off. You like dozed yeah. off, and then you like woke up, really and you were like, oh, or crap. or someone literally uh, someone spiked my my coca-cola and <laughs> yeah and yeah. i just blacked out for part of the movie. oh my gosh <laughs> but uh yes so i yeah i just want to say like before before anything else that i was trying to manage my expectations yeah i liked the book so much and so mm-hmm. i was like okay but uh it it absolutely exceeded my expectations and i i cannot wait to see what they do with the next film um should we talk about uh the few little differences that were from book to this um, oh yeah adaption by all means um and actually i am i i have questions for you too sure i'll do i'll do my best to answer them um so this is a book. Re- this is a book report. By oh Allison. my gosh, I'm so, so scared. It's <laughs> my book report presentation. So just start with page one, and we'll. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, um, did you guys ever have to do um, like book mobiles? Did you ever have to make little like book floats? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, I loved making like, book floats. Did you? We oh had my to do God, like dioramas. So yeah, dioramas. We had it yeah. in my elementary school. We had yeah, you like make a them book like shoe boxes or whatever. Yeah, we had like a book float parade. So oh my god. So um, okay. yeah. Of course, my mother, being who she is, knew mm. how like the rose parade people actually made all the like stuff look like roses that weren't. Oh my god. So like my book floats were always lit. Really. Really they, they were all built in, produced in Pasadena, <laughs> yeah. California. Right? <laughs> yeah, in the some warehouse in Pasadena. In some yeah. warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, original music from a Disney composer. Did you guys ever right. actually do that? I volunteered once to do one you of the You did? 
Oh, that's I cool. Did. No, I've never yeah, done I'll that. never touch another, like, was it orange lentil seeds? Yeah, oh. I'll never touch another one ever again. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's too many. It's just, like, literally covered in glue and orange lentil seeds. I'm like, get me out of here. You're like, what's the soup of the day? Orange lentil. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, you triggered him. He had a rose parade <laughs> situation. Um. Okay, so one of the um, biggest first things that I noticed uh, in the in the book, each chapter there's a uh, there each chapter is anchored by these little epigraphs written mm. by Paul's future wife, oh, uh, okay. yes, pr- Princess right. Irulan, and mm-hmm. um, they sort Not of Zendaya. they're sort of these like quasi historical texts about who Paul will become. Sure. So because- that is a. Uh, that's something that I know that Denis uh, really struggled with because he was like, do we include those sort of narrations of like voiceover of this person who we're not going to meet in this film? Um, It's confusing. It's a little confusing, but they're very fascinating. And so for me, right off the bat, I was like, oh, we're not we're not doing we're not introducing the princess. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And and also like the 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 sense of. Oh gosh, what's it called? Sort of like, like, for, like foreshadowing, destiny. yeah, foreshadowing yeah. like all these events that are right. transpiring. As far as like fantasy stuff goes, that is like like yes. the shit that I love. Yes, like when you're like I was this this seemingly no one is well, he's obviously not a no one, but like you know because he's like the son of like a like really high up there political party. Mm-hmm. But I I <laughs> um but yeah the dest like he's destined for greatness. Yes, yeah, I love that. Yes. Um, the only thing that I was bummed about that didn't, uh, and there has been speculation that there was possibly something filmed, but didn't end up making the final cut, but that's oh, not, that's not been confirmed. Speaking um, of that, I like Denis, give me a four hour extended edition. Oh yeah. We'll watch, watch it. Shit out of we'll that. We'll watch it. Um, there is this scene, uh, Right when they arrive in Arrakis, and there's okay. it's a di- mm. it's a dinner party. Oh, so um, this is after like the 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 what do you call it? Like the the Scottish entrance. <laughs> they're yes, oh, freaking love with their bagpipes. Yes, yes. So the reason that that's uh, sort of an interesting scene is that um, uh, Lido leaves the dinner party to go attend to something. He okay. Here's that there's some sort of treason, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> and he puts Paul in charge. So this is like sort of the first time that we in the book get to see Paul as he yeah. interacts with all of these other sort of like powerful heads of state. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's some there's some kind of other fascinating things that go on in that you find out that as part of these like dinner parties that the elite throws that they. Um, wash their hands and you know the the water situation there's no there's no water right. there they wash their hands and then they go out in front of the like palace or grounds or whatever and pour the water out in front of the poor people isn't that fun and just dump it on the ground and yeah. and um leto is like uh nope absolutely not that's horrific and it ends now and all of these people are sort of like, well, that's the way that it's been done, and that's how we show our our power and goo goody goggity. Um, but especially the goo goody goggity. Yes. 
Um, it's also the very first time in this dinner party that we meet Dr. Kynes, um, mm. Liet Kynes, who's um, the, what is his official title? He's like the. Oh, God, I don't remember. This is the one that was played by a woman. Right? Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, I can't remember his official title right now, but in the book, it's, it's a man, and, and uh, the film is played by a woman, which, great, here for it. Absolutely worked and was really great. Um, I am, sorry if this is a bit of a spoiler, but I am interested to see, because in the book, Dr. Kynes is actually Chani's father. Right. I remember you telling me that. So yeah, that is a, I'm that not is a sure twist. if they're going to have, you know, we know that Kynes dies in right. this this um, Well, no body, but we kind of assume she just she got she got gobbled uh, up. Kynes pretty, is, pretty Kynes big. is gone. Yeah. yeah, Kynes is gone. Yes. Um, She's now worm poop. So I'm wondering if we She's are going to have some sort of um family link between her and Chani. If we'll find out about that in the next film. Yeah, and and if she'll even find out if like that she she passed right. on. Um, one of the other differences with with Doctor Kynes is that in the book, um, his death is very prolonged and drawn out. Yeah. Um, he he's left. Oh right. He's yes, left in the desert this. with no still suit or water, and so he dies this like horrible, slow, painful death. Um, in but this it's, like, one, very poetic. And, yeah, in this and... one we got you know, worm chomp. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Um, another uh, noticeable difference, which I'm sure will be addressed in the next film, is that um, Paul has uh, Mentat training. Mm. So the Mentats mm. are um, essentially like living computers. We did. Oh yes. We did meet two Mentats in this film, but they. Were... I thought it was mm-hmm. sick the way that they portrayed it. That was cool. yes. So. Super interesting and cool, and they're, you know, incredibly trained, and everything is heightened because of the spice. It, and they didn't – and, um, I mean, this is – like, I think it was good because, I mean, if, if you if you kind of, like, explain everything to the audience, it gets a little – Sure. It gets a little boring. So I'm glad that they actually didn't because it was just like a, what the fuck? And then they just moved on. Yeah. It was just like they – it was towards the beginning of the movie where they were like um, – uh, where the emperor was coming down, like, or not the emperor, but like the emperor's people were coming mm-hmm. down to meet um, the Atreides um, family. And, um, and yeah, you just see uh, what's his face's eyes like go white for a second while he's like doing a really quick computing yeah, in his head. Yeah. Um, so the thing that's kind of cool about, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll get more on it in the next movie, but, um, so Paul kind of secretly received this training as a mentat. Mm, um, and that combined with his Bene Gesserit training from his mother is is really what kind of, you know, made him why everyone thinks he and is. And can we all is. just like mention really quick, I mean, the real star of the film. The mother Bene Gesserit. Oh, she, the <laughs> the reverend oh, the reverend mother. Yes, reverend the reverend mother, mother is like she one hundred percent the star of the film. She <laughs> she is my spirit animal. Oh, she's so scary. I am upset. I, I don't know what it is, and I'm like you know, forgive me for like putting like all gay men in one like like one big pot but, clump. Like 
I think that we all wish that we were like fierce old women. <laughs> I don't know. Charlotte. Why. Well, you all wish you were Charlotte Rampling. Is what you're yes. You're right. Yes. Or, or Elaine Stritch. I think we or all Elaine. just like, you know, we all want to be that chick, whatever, whatever. I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. I think she's just the greatest character in the film. Yeah, she's just just all sad, just like no bullshit. Just nope. all no sass. fucking bullshit. Yeah, and she's just like, don't die. <laughs> yeah. she's like, put like, the hand on your box. Yes. Oh what happens if God. I take it out? Oh You're fucked. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now go fuck yourself. All right, I'll <laughs> breeze through these last three things, and then I really want to just you know dive in, dive in. But um, yeah. I've, so I've there's no the um, talk, there was, but it was very light and. You know, you might miss it if you blink. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no traitor subplot in the film. So it makes it very... The the movie makes it clear that there is some sort of traitor within the House of Atreides. Sure. uh, Which, obviously, we learn later on that it is Dr. Yue. Yeah, Um, right. But there's there's this huge, huge subplot where they try to convince Leto that it's um, his his wife and not his wife it's um lady jessica his mistress yeah uh, his oh, his concubine excuse me sorry his concubine. So sorry. um and there's all this crazy stuff when they arrive in arrakis um and you briefly see the greenhouse in this movie but very very like like i said blink and you'll miss it um lady jessica finds this greenhouse and um, it's it, it's like one of the coolest scenes in the book. Um, she finds like in this little teeny vial a note rolled up really tight, hidden among the plants in this greenhouse. Um, mm-hmm. A That's note. That's what you call a nat twenty investigation check. Oh right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and she just like you know she's been a jesuit, so she has a feeling that. Yeah. Along, along, even with the fact that there's like all this like lush greenery and stuff in the middle of the desert where they are now, um, her passive perception that is something very high. something is in there, and it's a letter from a Bene Gesserit who was there previously, mm. saying that they had been like that there was deception and that there was a traitor and someone is going to try to kill Paul. Cool. So hmm. that scene was completely missing. I understand why it had to go away. We could c- sort of, you know, go from A to C there with Dr. UA. Um, sure. But that was something. And then um, last two things, uh, the finale in this film, uh, the the final fight, sorry, not necessarily the finale, but that does happen at the very end of the movie. Um, that's in a different spot in the book. Oh, is that right? Um, so... Uh, in the but they book, needed some kind of a finale, <laughs> right? The in the, in the book, they're they're brought um, to Ch Tabar, and then the challenge gets issued a little bit later on. That that checks out. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so there's that, and then the very last thing is that um, in this version, um, you know, right before Paul is about to fight, Chani doesn't really offer him anything. In the book, she offers him help. So oh. she she tells him that uh, Jamie's is a skilled warrior, and then she gives him her Chris knife so that he can die with honor. And it, yeah, the, her, Chani's sort of attitude towards Paul in that moment was just uh, written and directed very differently from from how she's portrayed in in the book. Um, well, I mean, you know, in her defense, I mean, I, it, it's this this uh, first film for her was basically just like 
you know. Oh yeah, she was in seven and a half minutes of this movie. Yeah. So it was an extended, uh, an extended perfume commercial for her. <laughs> exactly, but right. she, um, but she, she ultimately gives Paul the advice that helps him win in ah, that in that duel. So that's in the book. Um, you mean? Yes, in the book. Yeah. Uh, so those are the big, which, like I said before, that's like six or seven things that are really, quote unquote, very different. From film, but, oh yeah, to, going to book. going back to that moment, I was curious. So like, mm. I, I guess it makes sense just because in the book, if it's later, like when she's actually like already been with him for yes. a little bit, yes, right, correct. So like, they've kind of gotten to know each other. Yeah, so they're not it, like it complete strangers, other than his dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it that 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 checks out. It makes sense yeah. that they would change it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that was really it. I mean, there were a few other little subtle things, but look, those were the main differences. Okay, so I do have several questions for you. All right, I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. Yeah, and if you can't answer, it's totally fine, but I just want to, like, we could even just talk about it. But um, And I have no questions for you. <laughs> I have no questions. No further questions, Your Honor. I'm not cool. remotely interested in what we're talking about. <laughs> the defense rests. Um, so... Uh, his his visions, yes. Paul's visions, mm-hmm. um, in the film were kind of uh, portrayed as like, you know, visions of the future or futures? Uh-huh. Question mark. Yeah. And they and it, it was a little they they didn't they didn't really explain it, which I think is good because it adds a lot of mystery. And you're like, what? And like, it's just it looks like what's going to be the future, and then. Um, uh, and then what ends up happening is like not at all what happens. So sure. I, I'm actually curious if it if it portrays it the same way in the book or differently. It, it does. It does portray it. The his dream sequences in the film are almost exactly how they're they're written in the book. Oh wow! Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so I, it's sort I, of this like mysterious, and sometimes, uh, you know, it'll be like, and then I. You know, and then you like are aware that Paul is dreaming, and then mm. sometimes it's like he wakes up and he tells his mother about the dream. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. yeah so absolutely. it's not like yes. written like here's Paul's dream. It's like, yes, mother, and then this is what I dreamt. And now I can't remember if you told me this or if this is something I heard from somebody else, but I, 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 uh, somebody told me that his visions that he he doesn't just see like the future he sees like all futures kind of like doctor strange-esque like yeah i would say that's a, a valid statement mm-hmm. kind of yeah yeah like he doesn't can like, he see them in full can or is it like looking through a keyhole and seeing i th- assumedly now since he hits. doesn't really understand what he's necessarily looking at yet it's probably like that it's probably like a little more it's not as broad as like a Doctor Strange. Right. It's more of like a I'm seeing something, but I don't really know what it means. Yeah. Yet. Well, and he's yeah. like, like you said, Daniel, like he's not aware if these these dreams or these visions are exactly what's going to happen, or mm-hmm. if they're like a possibility of what could yeah. happen based on how things are currently going. Oh, bitch! But let's get into some let's get into some freaking Matrix shit right now. Like, would he have made the choice that he made had he not seen the vision? I mean, probably not. Yeah. No, I don't 
I don't I, think so. You, you know what I'm talking about yeah, as far as the yeah. Matrix. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I think um, like we see we see that a couple of times in the film where he is aware, like, you know, you can sort of see his, like, the wheels turning. Like, he's like, yeah, oh, right. I, this was my dream, but now that has gone differently. Like, when Duncan Idaho, like, sacrifices himself, like, that mm-hmm. was a different mm-hmm. situation, you know? So... One thing that I know that they explain more in the book, and maybe it's maybe it's in the, the fir- maybe it's deeper into the books, or like okay, next maybe next a, two books next, possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, the side plot of well, I'm not sure if it's a side plot, but um, that the Bene Gesserit has been like cultivating this yep. mm-hmm. this this one, yeah, you know, um, like the prophesied one like for many many years um correct and sort of like in secret and Mm -hmm. like you know and they're also like genetic spies yes (laughs) and they're also so crazy because their influence on everything political i I mean like they they're like the puppet masters for yeah everything i'm obsessed with that i think that's such a cool story so i really hope that they lean into that um, but I mean, I also love the fact that it's super mysterious too, but mm-hmm. I, I do hope that they dip their toes a little bit more into it in part two. Oh, I, I think I, they definitely will. They, it feels like they are right. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, they're just saving it cause it's yeah. like, and like, I'm not, I'm only like maybe a hundred pages into the second book, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna see some crazy stuff. We're gonna get to see some crazy shit. Um, uh, the other in oh this is my other question for you mm-hmm. um and i think i did ask you this like before but since we're you know on <laughs> now we're recording <laughs> i want to ask you again and also cuz i forgot um <laughs> the um uh oh god spooky spooky guy oil gross um oh um the baron that, yes the baron, the baron. thank you the character of the baron and um he is uh, – that was one of the things I was just like, I, 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 I think I understand why they changed it, but also I'm not sure whether or not they're just saving a lot of, like, his grossness for part two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in, in – and from what I understand, in the books and also in the original version, like, he um, – uh, he's the homosexual. Yes. Um that was but like, a, you know, obviously that's not supposed to be the spooky thing. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why that's why it was that's why it was taken out. Because it's like <laughs> for some reason that was the thing that everyone was like, Oh, he's so scary, he's gay. Oh god. <laughs> not the fact that he's like a sociopathic murderer, not right. that. But yeah, uh, and I think that they Yeah, like, he's I, I, he's a uh, Denis has has said it was intentional that his part was so small in this mm-hmm. film because we're going to get way more of him coming up. Yes. Uh, and, and like you said earlier, it was sort of his, um, his goal to have the mother son relationship and the sort of the, our family story be, the, be the forefront of this movie, which makes all the sense. I, um, but yeah, so I, I guess what I'm talking about, um, uh, like in the original film, they like 
they God. went like you know pedal to the metal with that yeah. guy. There was some yes. weird stuff. So and, gross oh, and weird. Man. Yeah. Well, first of all, like his deformities mm-hmm. um, and his like sickness. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, and that's something that they didn't touch in the film in this new film is um, well, and they didn't really touch on it like in the old film either. Like why he was the way he was, like the curse yeah. that the Bene Gesserit put on him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hope that they eventually sort of maybe touch on at least a little bit. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, he wasn't nearly as gross as I thought he was going to be. Cause I was just like, Ooh, with all these like new, like, you know, technology and graphics and stuff like that, they're going to make him look so gross. And then I was like, Oh, he's I think like, he was just gross enough. Just gross well, enough. Well, and I, 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 I remembered, uh, Denis and, uh, Stellan Skarsgård who, who plays Baron, uh, they had a discussion very early on uh, when when Denis was pitching him the movie and said that you think of him like a rhino mm. like he's and they 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 built his i don't know how much the prosthetics weighed but it was oh, apparently a great heavy. deal but they said he said it, the the idea was to be like a build him like a rhino and mm. just make him a physically impo- i think they leaned more into the physically imposing than the grotesque because yeah. <laughs> like uh, the, the original character if you haven't seen the film he's like literally like pus popping yeah like, it is so nasty tubes of goo and it's just and to be fair awful. that's how he's written in the book well, like yeah, he is so I- n- like from the moment that you read anything about him like i think i was just no one can see my face, but I was just I was just like, ugh, ugh. Like smell something bad, even yeah, though you're gross. like, yeah. Like get some he, moisturizer. <laughs> so I guess like I don't I don't know if I'm like necessarily. I mean, yeah, I guess that may be the the only thing I'm not like. I was kind of like I was expecting more. I was expecting, mm. uh, I was expecting to see him be. I mean, I he is very imposing and um and just his really him coming out of is, that spooky oil bath didn't give oh, me nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. Ugh. I loved that. Um, but yeah, I did. I did want to see him. I, 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 cause like he, he was effing terrifying in the original film, just because he was like such a wild card, especially like ugh, where they basically like feed him in a sense, mm-hmm. like these young like men. Mm-hmm. They come into the room and like he like and, like pulls the tube out of their chest and like blood squirts everywhere. He like puts it all over his face. It, it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's very, so disgusting. very, very gross. And was that all in the book? Because I, I and I was uneducated, obviously. But when I first saw that, I was like, "There is." Th- it feels like liberties have been taken here. Was that in the book? <laughs> I don't think like, that that's in the book. It's not okay. <laughs> that that is what I was very curious. No, about. that that part was added, and I think that was like a that was one of the parts from from that film that people were like, "What." What the that hell? was a product. Why? Th- th- that was a part we call the 1980s. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I've seen a lot of that in the 1980s. Yeah, it's like I what, mean, why? Why it, did that? Why? It's it is problematic. It's horrifying, but um, uh, but yeah, tech- potentially problematic. Um, you know, just like like comparing homosexuality to uh, mm-hmm. like you know, um. Like no, the book chi- is not child if, murderers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The book is I mean, not not that It's not that homophobic. It's <laughs> so, not. Yeah, okay. It, it's like it's suggested that he yeah. is with men, but it's not. It's not but the way they. It's not. It doesn't make it part of his growth. Right. It's not part of the. Yeah. Right. No. No. Yeah. 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 Right. 
And I, I, I think I understand why. It, I, they kind of did a little wink and a nod, I think, like in one of the la- when he's taking that oil bath at mm-hmm. the end, um, because they do have like a young, like a younger, like bald guy there in like this like clear poncho <laughs> that's like sort of like tending to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that's like pouring some of the yes. things yeah. into the. Um, like I, they, they obviously don't show him like you know smacking him on the ass on the way out or something like that. But like you could assume sure. that maybe there's some spooky things going on between the two of them. But honestly, I, yeah. he's a spooky guy. So he's just a spooky guy, very spooky. But um, but yeah, that was one of the interesting um differences mm-hmm. that I noticed, and I was like, and, and also I thought too that I was like, ooh, maybe, um, because they show him getting um. That was another um, main difference because I think in the original film he completely misses the tooth gas, the tooth death gas. Um, but in this version, and I'm actually yeah, curious he, if in the book it's the same way that he does take on like a fair amount of the um, the spooky gas. He does not in the book. In the, in the book. In the book, he is able to get out of the room before before it happens. Yeah. So, so the original movie was actually more on point with that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I'm, but I, I am curious if they're going to use that as a means to show, uh, like some of his more like deformities in yeah, the next movie. Like as he he develops into a more like grotesque. Disgusting... I could I can get on board with that justification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I I kind of hope that that's the case. But if not, I mean, it's going to be fine. I'm not. I'm I'm going to curb my expectations. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe he yes. has to like live in that oil stuff like all the time, or else he starts, you know, boiling out again. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, um, I don't know if this has ever been like. I'm sure it's been talked about by other people, but I'm just not sure if it's ever been talked about by George Lucas. But I'm wondering if that was one of the things that uh, inspired the Bacta tanks. Mm. Sure, could be. Maybe. Um, could be. Yeah. So, uh, other other thoughts, other feelings overall. Well, many. Yeah, um, talk, let's talk about them. Uh, I think the MV- my MVP of the movie was Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica. Yes, oh, she's so she's great. Good. I felt like I felt like she stole the show. But you're wrong. Um, it's the mother. She, it's the Reverend Mother. She's like she- <laughs> it was the Reverend Mother. <laughs> it was the Reverend Mother. No, well, actually, uh, I'm she- thinking. Ver- I'm. I'm thinking very specifically of the the Gamjabar scene with Ooh. uh with the Reverend Mother and man like the mother like Paul. sitting outside knowing what's happening and and and, just, and like, the, saying the, the very right like the very brief discussion she has with Paul as she's about to leave the room she's like please do everything she says cuz she she know she is she willingly She's willingly putting her son in mortal danger. Like, well, she has no choice, but yes. <laughs> yeah, and she, yeah, right. She she pretty much has no choice. But um, there is a fabulous um, there is a fabulous interview with Denis about this scene in general, like this that he literally breaks down the scene like second by second almost, and it's so. Well, I think it's an attribute attribute to how much he cares about the books. Because um, in the first um, adaption film, Lady Jessica is like nothing. 
I feel like right. like she's nothing. And Denis has, right. has said in multiple things, like when he was working on the screenplay for this, he did not want her to feel like some random secondary character. Yeah. Right. Like she's a huge, huge part of this story. Yeah. And and that was yeah, that was that transferred so well into her mm-hmm. performance and yeah, just such a rich, interesting character. Her ability to whip out those tears, like <laughs> just at a moment's notice, is good just lord, yeah, so good. Well, and and to your point, Alyssa, they even dive a little bit into uh, her relationship butt. with. Uh, I'm not going to call her the, the husband, but uh, yeah, but but that that's the point I'm making is that why, right, you know, <laughs> like what is what is our relationship here? Like we love each other deeply but there's something like we like it's it's uh there's yeah, something we can't fulfill in each other uh-huh. there's still something this transactional happening well, something missing yeah that's a that's a fascinating point to bring up because the sort of um decision and then we see this uh in the next in the next dune books because chani becomes paul's concubine they don't right. they don't marry he right. marries someone else to gain like more political power because right. she's a powerful, she's a princess. Um, right. So what what happens to Zendaya at that point? Oh, she's still she's a concubine. She's she's still there. They 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 are partners. Chani and Paul are partners, and the marriage between Paul and Princess Irulan is is merely transactional. Oh, political. I got you. So she's still he's still like hella in love with right. And so Chani. like so it's got sort it. of an interesting mirror to his parents relationship because Leto never marries got it because yeah. he feels that so he feels that having like an actual spouse would diminish his his power mm. well and you know he is he even expresses it he speaking of the Bene Gesserit he is really not on board with <laughs> right. that like nonsense it. yeah right and so he loves Lady Jessica and that's, I mean, they're they're partners. Like you know, right, it's right. it's a it's actually, it's interesting to look at from the scopes of people who believe in you know marriage or don't believe in marriage. Because I have plenty of people who are like, yeah, I'm I'm with my person, I'm with my partner forever, but we'll never be married because so, you know of ABC. But um, in the in the George Lucas like George Lucas reading these books. Mm-hmm. Like, de- is he considering the Bene Gesserit the Jedi? Um, I don't. I don't, I don't know. The Bene Gesserit feel like the Sith the Je- to me. They, they really <laughs> they do. do. They feel like feel the like Sith that. because they're like immensely powerful, but there's a darkness underneath them. Yeah, always because it's always in the shadows. Yes, and, and it's like this sort of and manipulative. It's eugenics. I mean, it's. It's it's like they're kind of space fascists a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, there's there's sp- like space witches. Like scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but it's interesting because so so the 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 light side is kind of born from the dark in a sense. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, don't know I, I think can... it's also the the gray area of there's both light and dark right in us, and it's what you choose to act on to. Mm-hmm. Go but with the Paul, Harry Potter route, but uh, so Paul kind of is sort of like our Darth Vader of the story, where he like like kind of well, maybe not Anakin. I, Anakin, Anakin, yeah. Anakin, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean the Kwisatz Haderach, the chosen one, mm-hmm. the right, 
I mean, yeah, the Messiah. I mean, if, yep. if yeah. all of these stories take from either mythology or religion or a combination of both, and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Paul is Paul is Anakin Skywalker or the Chosen One, you know, whoever. Sure. Um, Sorry, Dino, uh, before we went on that tangent, you were talking about something. I'm so sorry. Well, no, that no. I mean, the tangent was Lady Jessica, and yeah, uh, yes. or, or rather, my my original point was Lady Jessica, um, just being a dope ass actress. Yeah, no, the, I and I love as we've been talking about that the movie put their relationship at the the forefront and all the complications involved mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with that. Uh, I think my favorite scene of the movie that. Uh, kind of sits outside all of the the character drama is when we go to the uh very very briefly we go to the uh imperial homeworld mm. oh yeah solution segundus fucking and, creepy and we get our first look at the uh the the, the sadu car the the imperial yeah. army but it's the throat <laughs> it's the throat singer it's yes. the throat it's the throat <laughs> chanting monk and I swear to God, so again, I saw this on the biggest IMAX screen imaginable with, you know, Dolby surround sound. I mean, right. shit is like, I felt that man's voice <laughs> in your in body. My chest. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's not an exaggeration. Like, yeah. I was vibrating. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this is. And this is this is another testament to freaking, um, what's his face? It, um, uh, what? what Am I am I crazy? Wasn't this as Hans Zimmer? Yes, was yes. Hans Zimmer. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. That's oh, I bet. I I I I, 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 had I, a I figured you were gonna need to bear your testimony about Hans Zimmer for a while today. <laughs> but yeah, speak as, my as truth. We are all very well aware that Hans Zimmer is the 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 king, the master, the emperor of anxiety. He God. he yes. knows how to make us all very anxious at like just one 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 sound is all we need and he's just knows exactly how to make us feel so uncomfortable yeah yeah so the, 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 yeah i mean the king of environmental mm-hmm. music yeah like yes. his, his music just it this is if, a generalization just i but compare him to john williams sure where john williams you can hum everything he has ever written Totally. Hans Zimmer, it's it's so a much. feeling. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's, you can remember that reverberating like, felt, yeah. but not what it sounded like. Right. It's the reverberating in your chest, like the. Oh my god, it was so disconcerting, and there were several moments like that. Um, He's like the um, spatial audio of um, yeah yes of film composers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And not not to not to. Uh, reduce his work by any means because he's it's genius it's quite the odds genius yeah but i think about like the last time i was <laughs> i can't believe i've been saying this the last time uh, i went and had acupuncture done uh-huh, uh-huh. so they do it then they leave the room and they, this is going <laughs> they're, they're playing this music for what well, yeah it's like the gom jabbar scene honestly <laughs> 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 but they, they they play this music that like uh it's it's not it's not uh like yoga necessarily but it's it's kind of a chanting mm-hmm. and whenever i think of hans like zimmer's dune kinda? score sorry 
Like Gregorian chant kind of? No, no, I wish. I wish <laughs> it was Gregorian. <laughs> very Baroque. No, it, it's it's uh, it's just very ethereal. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, if they ratcheted up uh, the intensity and the volume of this music to like a 15, you have the Dune score. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. And that's all I thought about for 30 minutes face down. Just was like standing still. Like lying, lying this would this still. would be Dune, yeah. If it was ten times louder. Hey, ha, hey, <laughs> <Just> hey, <ha. laughs> oh, I know. I was like, who do I gotta pay to sing on the next Dune soundtrack? But I also think that I would get massive giggles like the entire. Oh time. my god, yes. But um, so I can't remember the name of that chick. But wow, she's got a fierce ass voice. Um, who? The one that does that, like, hey, oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, per, like, uh, in line with other Hans Zimmer scores, and I think about, like, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Dark Knight is uh, so good. That's probably his oh, most, yeah. like, um, like the one that you could Gladiator. actually potentially hum. That and Inception. Oh, yes. Yes. You can, probably... you can hum Dark Knight. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he actually. Like those movies, he invented instruments to create yeah. the sounds he wanted. So for this right. one in particular, they built a a uh, and this is from a New York uh, Times spread they did on on the music of this movie. They built mm-hmm. a twenty one foot horn. So cool! A supersized version of an Armenian woodwind instrument. Oh my gosh! Why it had then, to be twenty uh, feet tall is just beyond me. But it's so cool. Uh, and this this guy. Uh, Guthrie Govan, uh, he he plays a slide guitar on YouTube, and Hans Zimmer discovered him on YouTube mm. and brought him in. And he describes working with Hans, and he says uh, he'll outline the desired end result rather than prescribing a specific means of getting there. And so he, he cites a specific example. He says, for one cue, he just said, this needs to sound like sand. <laughs> Cool. Super specific. <laughs> Thanks for the did. note. And it did. It really did, though. And it did. It did. Oh gosh. Um, he sounds like he sounds like all of our like worst nightmare of like a director. Like right. you know, like I want it's you to the... say this next line, but like as you were like a chicken's feather. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. And then this other guy, uh, his name's Chaz Smith, and um, a little background. So because they were recording the score during COVID, a lot of this was done remotely, which actually allowed them to get creative based on where they were in the world. And so this guy, Chaz Smith says was working in his isolation in a barn in rural California, struck, scraped and scratched various metallic instruments of his own invention, including one made from springs and saw blades and another one made from a super alloy used in cryogenic storage tanks and SpaceX engines. What? <laughs> what? Just, just, just. Oh like. my gosh, that's amazing. Oh, and then, and then of course, the 30 Highland bagpipers who yes. do the Atreides theme song. Effing is, cool uh, as hell. Wow. <laughs> just, when I read that, I was like... That's Only so Hans. weird and so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, sitting at home, getting a call from Hans. He's like, okay, so for this cue, I need it to sound like sand. And then he just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, you, you, I can't remember. You guys watched Lost or you didn't watch Lost? I did. Yes. You did. Like, I, the, um, I don't know if you ever saw any of the behind the scenes stuff, but um, the, the, um, 
the guy who wrote the music for it, he, um, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen Lost, I mean, the, the, the pilot episode is like a plane crashes on an island and then they're all like the survivors Lost. are trying to like figure out where the hell they are. Um, so the, the, the music guy like took pieces from the fuselage and created instruments out oh, of wow. the, out of Was the, that Michael Oh, it's, it's Michael Giacchino. Yeah. 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 Who so I, 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 we yeah, talk about do, almost weekly on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. So I mean, just when people, when people do like innovative, cause it, it does, it, it just makes your, your, uh, and I think that, that, um, Hans Zimmer does this really well too. It just like, it creates a sound for your film. That's so unique that you can, you just immediately go, Oh yeah, that's, that's well, the yeah. Sound. And when it's, when, when it's so incredibly innovative, it's, it becomes, a, it not only, you know, textures and layers, everything that you're looking at, it becomes like this other character. Totally. Yes. And, yes. uh, and yeah. it makes those moments so special when it, you know what it's like and when like when certain themes happen like um like the freaking force theme always makes me cry because it brings me back to that you know that moment where i i, I you you um yeah you have it a very specific a like sense memory attached to it yes. exactly yeah yeah it's so smart they're 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 getting paid the big bucks the big bucks the big bucks for a reason yeah uh we haven't even talked about um Timothy Chalamet as Paul. Oh, guy, he was fine. Nailed it. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. he's I mean, fine. No, he's he was. Fine. He was. Great. He totally nailed it. He was. I, great. I, I, had an okay year. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. His agent is working very well for him. Honestly, right I, he's so great. At any time it's announced that he's in something, I'm always he's he's someone that I'm always like, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's great. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's he. That's such a different character from this other thing that he's done. But okay, yeah. great. Like. I felt that way when they, you know, said he was going to be uh, Laurie in Little Whip, the new Little Women adaption, and I was like, oh, right. "Holy crap! Which he's like my terrific. my favorite Laurie that I've ever seen." Yeah, but yes. by far he's terrific. Yeah, Wait, he's no, a great actor. He, uh, I think, is a perfect choice for Paul. Um, yeah, yeah, I love his dynamic with uh, with his dad, Oscar Isaac. And totally. And yeah, actually, oh I God, loved how this movie. Well, yeah, I love. Uh, I love their relationship in particular because it it strays from a lot of depictions of fathers and sons, uh, and I, I'm I'm blanking on a specific example to give you, but uh, but he where actually like, gives them like, legit good advice, <laughs> right? And it's not just this relentless pressure to live up to an expectation. Right, he right. Flat out tells him, it's like, yeah, I want you to be a leader, but at the end of the day, if uh, if you don't want to do that, you'll still be the one thing I care about most, and that's my that's son. That's my child. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my, sweet, good God. Yeah. yeah, which is such a lovely uh, father-son relationship to see, especially with someone as you know politically powerful and driven as Leto. To see, right. to see the softness in him when it comes mm -hmm. to Paul, yeah, uh, is really lovely. Um, I don't know why you're making me think because oh, it's because of the 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 scene where they're at. They're they're in the the like graveyard of all their ancestors. Um, they they were um kind of zooming in a lot on, um, uh, the dad's dad, so mm -hmm. grandpa, um, who like was a bullfighter, I guess, and um, it seems like that's foreshadowing. I I assume like I mean. 
for for numerous things. It's obviously just for context and for like you know world building and character building. Yeah, like, he's um he he's brought up a lot in the book. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's this huge painting of him that when they're right. moving into the new you know gr- grounds in Arrakis, uh. Lady Lady Jessica is like, where where do you want this? There's like a whole scene where Leto is like, it, it was a very complicated father son relationship, so you can see how uh, he's sort of done the complete opposite with Paul, right? To yeah, what he's his just like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, what the way that he was with his father is is polar opposites with how how he was with Paul. So, but what's interesting is that. He does end up becoming a leader mm-hmm. and also kind of a bullfighter in a sense because he, he, he like – With the uh, worms. Yeah, he learns how to ride the worms totally. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I just re- – I really liked that the direction and the sort of central point of, the, of this film was the family connection because yeah. – it would be very easy to go and do all of the, you know, the weird sci-fi stuff and so easily and to get all, you know, th- that's why I think the, ultimately like the Mentat stuff was pulled from this film because like Makes sense. it's like, you know, we have we could do like a scene where we focus on that or we we could have an extra scene with Lady Jessica and Paul or an extra scene with the Duke and Paul. And they um, still managed to do like a a heavy dusting of like some really good world building details like um one that just came to my head was um the the tent that they mm. um that they have like their little sand tent or whatever mm-hmm. like um where she he has his like dream sequence and he's like freaking out with his mom yes um but like before that um they or was it after before or after i can't remember they show the little the little mouse. Yeah, the little sand mouse thingy. The sand mouse, mm-hmm. yeah. And you they give us like a really deep close up of like their ears and the moisture that collects in there. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and just seeing that that's you know, like the connection between nature and the technology that they've created, um, that's sort of like based off of this this thing that comes in nature I, I, I that kind of detail i i just think is like so yummy because like it just they don't they don't like say it out loud but like it, it's pretty clear what they're trying to like you know like there, there's a reason this 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 stuff exists but we're not going to explain it but you can fill yeah, in you, yeah use your <laughs> use your imagination and put put two and two together for sure oh, but yeah so i'm I, I should explain so that the uh the tent being that it like it also collects the moisture like the mm-hmm. The like, mouse ears. Like yeah. the mouse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's drinking their own pee. You know. Pee and sweat. Mm. Delicious. It is kind of um, genius, though. It is, it is. Why uh, are we I, all drinking our pee and sweat? Because <laughs> we don't live. I don't know. We don't live in the dune. <laughs> yeah, not <We> yet. <laughs> this uh, is your in town. Okay. Oh, there it was. I was thinking about. <laughs> there we go. Um, one hour. Uh, one hour in, we finally, finally got it. We in finally there. got it. <laughs> uh, poor Josh Brolin, and I say poor Josh Brolin because he was great as Gurney. Um, mm-hmm. So good. But anytime he speaks now, I only hear Thanos. You're just and, like no. I know. 
and it's particularly that line that was in the trailer as well when they're at the big Atreides ceremony and the Emperor's uh, ambassador comes and and Leto turns to him and goes, smile, Gurney. I am smiling. <laughs> Thanos. So he's, he's nice Thanos now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, he was great. Uh, Jason Momoa is great. It's Duncan so Idaho. So great. Yes. Another character that, from what I understand in the books, gets a lot more... Oh yes, he's uh, a very. I hear he very... gets weird, like mm-hmm. like uh, like going way down the like past book two into book three and dang, some stuff yep. happens. That's... Yeah, so anyway. they really they really nipped him out of the story pretty fast. They did. but I guess it's something. Yeah, again, like you don't need all these other distractions. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it, it, they concise. very well could keep it in, but then we would. Yeah, we would just be needing to have eight-hour films, and this is not a television show. It's a movie. Right. So, <laughs> Oh, you know what? And this what? might be an unpopular opinion, but one thing that I I do think that the original film did better, and which is crazy, and I this is insane, but I kind of almost like their version of the uh, of the the body shielding. I can't remember what it's called, but. Um, mm-hmm. Like the way that it's depicted in the original film, as opposed to this one. Uh, the su- I think the was, suits, uh, the still suits. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the when you know when they turn on the little shield and it makes them kind of like. A little oh, little the little. that. Yes, I know what you're yeah. talking about. I, uh, um, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, it's called it, the something shield. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't the name remember it, the name. But yeah, in the in the original film, it, it's like, I think it's just because it's so different and weird, like. Um, uh, it, it like it's it showed like these like weird like um like shapes like square shapes around them mm-hmm. that kind of move yes like r- really weird and like um somehow that to me like it because it I think it just because it, it it felt like this new version um it it's uh I don't know it it felt um maybe not as inventive visually but yeah. Okay. That's nitpicking. That's a nitpicking. Well, yeah, thing. your your opinion is generally dumb. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. I'm you're discount right. that. You're I'm right. actually probably yeah. just gonna edit this whole entire conversation out. <laughs> yeah, fine, fine. Um, we were talking about how beautiful this movie is, and it should be worth noting that uh, Greg Fraser is the cinematographer. He is responsible for Rogue One. I was gonna say I know that name, but why do I know it? There you He's go. He's responsible for Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. He is also he just wrapped up the Batman. Oh dang! Um, so he's so into he's, like he's got some some street cred in terms of yeah. uh, moody environment and fight scenes. Rogue One in particular, I was like, when I when I read it was him, and then kind of watched watching Dune, and then thinking back to Rogue One, and I was like, oh yeah, absolutely, mm. his fingerprints are all over this. It's just that 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 like w- the like if there's ever a war sequence mm-hmm. like he's yeah. he's the the guy the guy to go to apparently. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, my my initial I didn't say this at the beginning, but my initial reaction walking out of of Dune, several people asked me in the days afterwards, "Did you like it?" Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't answer that simple question. It was like I, I'm not sure because I don't know what happened. I don't know what just happened because it was just so like, overwhelming. So and I don't even mean from like a plot standpoint. It was just like it was a lot, and then it ended so abruptly. It felt very like 
ending of the Fellowship of the Ring to me. We're mm. like, we're ending it right here. Like, what? 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 Yeah, that was what? one thing that a lot of people were like, oh, we're not, we're not even going to sort of go into the fact like, that there's someone riding just... a sandworm right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about that? <laughs> Um, now you, uh, I can't remember, Dino. Did you did you see the original film before or after you saw the? I it it had been a long time. I had seen the original film, but uh, I couldn't have recited the plot to you. No, I mean, who could? Again. Who could? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, just the scene at the end with the raining. I was like, I don't. I yeah, don't huh? Think, like, I don't. <laughs> um, so and I'm not sure. Sh- like, the I I guess the long and short is yes. I very much liked it. I just, I'm still trying to come up with reasons why, because I, I haven't seen it again. That's part of the problem. I, I did um, go see it twice. Yeah, I watched it. I, I, I watched I need, it I at uh, at home when it was still on HBO. Yeah, so I spent like almost fifty damn dollars watching that. Oh movie. my gosh, you yeah. saw it twice in theaters? I saw it twice oh in gosh, theaters. Daniel, yeah. jeez. I, I wanted to do the same thing because immediately when I walked out, I was like, I... I know I missed huh. so many things. Yeah, huh. sure. Uh, but but good good for that movie for making us uh, think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you really have to go in with your ears open yeah. and super attentive because I, I do like that they just kind of drop you in the middle of the story and then you kind of piece mm-hmm. it together. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, there was a there was a uh, a trust in the audience that felt really nice. And granted, I had read the, I read the book just barely, but right, um, sure. It always I always appreciate that you know being like okay, the the writers yeah. and the directors are are trusting us to to jump in and they're not treating us like idiots. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, that's that that is appreciated. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes uh. I feel a little bit like I'm like a baby, you know. Yeah. They're like, right. here They're you like go. Here's this a little applesauce You understand, little baby? <laughs> you idiot. Well, and it just it uh, it just gave them more room to mind the personal relationships instead yeah. of I would to be beat interested what's happening. If you, I, I'm not even going to ask Daniel to, but Dino, I think you should try <laughs> to read the book before. <laughs> <laughs> the next one i'm not even going to try to ask no Daniel but no to... truthfully it is one that i very very much or want listen to, to it listen to it on tape yeah like that's gonna take a really long time but like if you're <laughs> yeah, right you know if you're driving a lot or if you're you know i know daniel both oh, you and do. i are about to start ramping back up into like running more yeah um that that would be a great one to listen to on runs definitely so I just think that it will enrich run. enrich the experience. I do for run, you. run, run, I do run, run. <laughs> oh wow. Hmm. Um Dunes Dino's Dune. <laughs> Well, anything else before Generally I liked it. Yeah, Generally. anything else before we um close up this episode that we thought oh, was maybe gonna uh, be short? I know. I'll plug a... Who thought this was going to be short? We thought maybe I, like a forty-five minute. Absolutely, I, I thought absolutely I thought at least three hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, truthfully, we really could go on. We could, talk and about most it of that was going to be just me, like long periods of silence, trying to make sense of things. <laughs> but um, um, this is this is the point in the show where I will plug West Side Story. Oh, oh, West Side Story. You plug. saw it. I, I, I saw it yet. Thursday night. 
I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. And I say this generally as like, I, I've always liked West Side Story. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it. It's, it is something that has resonated with me a ton oh, sure. over the years. I mean, the original version like is problematic for numerous reasons, but it is a sure. classic and gorgeous It is a film. classic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, both things can be true. It is a, a classic work of filmmaking, and it also yeah. has problems. Many problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I will. I will say something controversial as far as like that movie's status as a classic. I think, in my personal opinion, the new one blows it out of the water. <gasps> You're, wow. You wouldn't be alone. Yeah. I've heard. And I've... I think it is actually my favorite depiction of it, be it on stage or on screen. I've oh my seen. gosh! Wow. 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 Okay. I. I. It's funny. There's the, the Spielberg. It's. Yo. it's you're, th- it's so common now that it, the, that jokes are starting to be made on Facebook. Like you know, the I just wish that somebody would tell me that West Side Story was good. You know, yeah, because <laughs> everybody's like, just like, it's yeah, literally everybody's statuses. Look, like, like st- I, I, yeah, I, 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 if Steven Spielberg has any interest in making any further movie musicals, I hope he does it because Oof, he's too. the only one in recent memory who has figured out how to do it. Nailed wow. it. Period. Great. That's so great. Yeah. And I'm just curious too, like I, I well, I mean obviously he knew the the weight and the gravity that there was involved in yeah. m- remaking this film and like the eyes that like the judge the judgment and the judgment oh, eyes yes. that would be on this film. Particularly from our community. Like I feel yes. like we're always rushing to hate something. Yeah, right. Um, and uh he, he doesn't leave care, much room apparently. for that. I mean like yeah. if if You'll have your own feelings about it. I just don't think anybody uh, could have left saying that wasn't a very good attempt at worst. Sure. Like at worst, it's, it is just a damn good attempt. Yeah. It's going to be tough to make me not like it because I mean, I, it is some of the most gorgeous music mm-hmm. ever written in musical yeah. theater. Oh, my God. And like, I, like, the second I hear the, the, um, the tonight theme, I I yeah. immediately get severe chills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll feel it. Yeah, feel I, it. I I can't wait. I can't it's wait. Great. Um, also, uh, to be noted that um, I got my tickets to go see Spider Man this week. Happy baby. Spider Week! Happy, Happy Spider, Spider Week! What everybody. day are What day are you going, Daniel? I'm going. Uh, I am going opening the night, night. of. So we, okay. Well, actually, right. before opening night or whatever. Which I I don't even understand why we call it opening night anymore. It doesn't make any sense. There's not. Like, that really doesn't sh- exist Thursday really. Night. You're going Thursday yeah. night. Thursday night yeah. is the opening gotcha. night. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I am uh, unfortunately not able to go until Monday, the twentieth. So I will be avoiding the internet like and us and you, and, us. and the two of you. We will actually actually uh, start I, another I chat. Am, uh, do not. Say yeah. anything to no, me. No, we are committing yeah. to actually not speaking to you until. Well, actually, until don't Monday. even say anything yes. to each other. We got to keep it fresh for this. I know. We know. We. Uh, you, we will, you know. I know. You know you're I'm not going to be able to control yourself. I'm not listening to that. There's <laughs> you idiots. Who am I going to talk to for three days? I mean. Yeah, oh my right. gosh. Well, oh, maybe shit. I'll just not sleep ever, and I'll just try to go on the opening. No, I mean, take it. care of yourself, but also, don't take care of yourself because. <laughs> This is part of taking care of yourself. It yeah, is. Yes. it is. I know. I I yeah. wish that I, I wish that I was like you know ten years ago. Alyssa would be like, "Sleep is for losers." Yeah, you yeah. idiot. But now I'm like, oh, my voice has to work uh, every single day for six yep. hours a day. So I uh-huh. cannot 
goof around, unfortunately. You have to protect the gift. Jeez. Well, when, when we see the X-Men and Mephisto show up in the movie before oh. you do, uh, <laughs> we'll be sure to keep it. We'll be sure to keep it on the Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So definitely our next episode will be Spider-Man. Hella. Uh, and then, you know, we will we will circle back around to Eternals at some point because... We will. That's worth talking, worth talking about, about. In, in terms of that corner of the MCU. So we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Maybe and around the time of its release on Disney Plus. Mostly because yeah. we promised it. And <laughs> well, and I do still want to talk about it on here. You right. Know? Yes. Well, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about promises. I break them all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> You hear that, ladies? He is available for dates. And, <laughs> and there's a reason. Because uh, I'm not a man of my word. You heard it first here. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, at the top of his Bumble uh, <laughs> account. Right. Promises? Tr- trust me, at your own peril. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your bio is. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I'm going to change it. Maybe, maybe that will, re- will reverse my fortunes if I just play into uh Yeah. I play into it. It's like, uh, I will Everybody ruin your likes life. a bad boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I you're just going to get life. this, like, influx of crazy women that are mm-hmm. like, but I can change you. <laughs> there's a lot of those out there you will try uh, yeah you will try many have tried many have failed uh well you underestimate um... my power <laughs> <laughs> from my point of view the jedi are evil mm. okay <laughs> well anyways uh thanks for listening dune. to us talk about dune 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 dune, dune. Uh, yep. Uh, we hope that you uh, watched that movie and liked it like <laughs> we did. And <laughs> this is Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. If you didn't already know, I'm mm-hmm. Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. I'm Dino Nikandros. May the force be with you. Always. I'll see ya. Inside the Tauntaun podcast. Please like and subscribe.